0: it's august 10th you're listening to the president's daily brief i'm your host and former cia officer brian dean wright your morning intel starts now we've got a big five update this morning five critical updates on five stories that are shaping america and the world first up the federal government is out with inflation numbers this morning i've got an update on where the all important natural gas prices fit into that picture Second, the Canadian and U.S. governments don't want you to hear about something in Ukraine. I'm going to share it with you anyway. Third, the wheat wars are settling down. Ships are getting out to market, except for one. I'll explain that. Fourth, the White House is angry at China this morning, and it has to do with fentanyl. Finally, parents are holding off getting their littlest kids vaccinated from COVID. I'll explain that data. Plus, an email from Eric in Louisiana. He had a few well cuss words that he wanted to share with me about the fbi i'll give you a clean version of what he said and we'll discuss but first let's get started with today's big five update the federal government will release june's consumer price index numbers this morning giving us a fresh look at inflation now economists think that we should see a drop very slight we'll see if they're right meanwhile some bad news on one of the drivers of inflation the price of natural gas So to recap why natural gas is so important it fuels many of america's electricity plants especially in states like texas plus it's critical in making fertilizer for our farmers and our ranchers and it's very very important to companies that make aluminum and glass well over the past week prices for natural gas have shot up or should i say they've shot up here in the us but in europe they're actually falling a bit now the reason Is that america is set to export more of our natural gas to europe and that means less supply here as we fill up the natural gas tanks there you may be wondering why exactly we are sending more liquefied natural gas all of a sudden maybe something that joe biden or political leaders had something to do with but in fact it wasn't a political decision at all instead do you remember me telling you about the freeport lng facility in texas It's the one that caught fire back in June. There was a big explosion. The FBI was apparently investigating that explosion as possible Russian sabotage. No update on that investigation yet, but the company managed to repair the destroyed pipelines much faster than they expected. So that facility will be ready for full-time export operations by early October. And that means more for Europe and less for you. And that means likely higher electricity bills for everybody throughout this coming winter. Speaking of the natural gas wars and the crisis in Europe, we've got an update on the war of attrition, which of course is the battle between Ukraine and Russia. And boy, is this a big one. First, news on Monday that the Biden administration is sending Ukraine a whole bunch of cash, $1 billion for new weapons and another $4.5 billion for the entire Ukrainian government for salaries and humanitarian aid now that 1 billion in military aid is the biggest tranche of dollars that we have ever sent them so all in all America spent 5.5 billion dollars on Monday all for a war in Europe that shows no signs of ending meanwhile some additional news out of Ukraine that you probably didn't hear because the governments of Canada and the United States would prefer that you not So over the weekend, there were reports in Canada and the United States that quietly mentioned the Canadian special forces were in Ukraine, on Ukrainian soil, embedded with and training local forces. Now, in response to those media leaks, Canada's chief of the defense staff, General Wayne Eyre, he made clear that he was not happy. So here's what he said. Quote, we are never going to talk about discrete or sensitive special operations or confirm or deny them, but if it were true, it would put our troops at risk. And why would anyone deliberately want to put Canadian troops at risk? End quote. Well, folks, I'm going to translate that for you. Canadian boots are on the ground in Ukraine, not just in neighboring countries like Poland. They are inside Ukraine. And as I have shared with you before, U.S. Special Forces are on the ground there too, inside Ukraine. But that's not what the politicians in Ottawa or Washington, D.C. have told their citizens. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and especially Joe Biden, have said repeatedly, there will be no boots on the ground. Well, folks, that is a lie. It has absolutely happened. Now, add all of this news, the cash, the Special Forces... And consider the brief that I gave you last week about U.S. intelligence officials also in Ukraine. Now, to recap, a Ukrainian military official was giving an interview in British press last week, and he said that U.S. intel officers are also embedded with him and his forces, looking at intelligence, probably from drones, and choosing which Russians to kill, all of which happens inside of Ukraine. So all in all, folks, what's clear is that we are seeing America and others cross over the line into a war directly with Russia. And that is a war that I promise none of you want to see. Now, as always, I'll be watching for more indications like this to suggest that something grander is happening. And frankly, whether Joe Biden comes clean with all of us on American troops in Ukraine. Your third update this morning and tied to the previous two, we've got an update on the Wheat Wars. Now, you'll recall that Ukraine, Russia, and the country of Turkey agreed to a deal where they will allow Ukrainian agriculture products to be shipped through the Black Sea and out to market. Now, it's been dicey from day one, this agreement. No one's been certain that Russia's President Vladimir Putin would honor his word, but so far, so good. We now have 12 ships that have left Ukraine, mostly carrying corn and sunflower products. Now some ships are headed to turkey as their final destination other ships are headed off to various places in the middle east or asia but one ship well it's not really sure where it's going and interestingly enough it's the very first ship that left it's called the razoni now she was supposed to sail to the country of lebanon a country in desperate need of corn and wheat and all sorts of agricultural products Well, she got about halfway there and the Lebanese buyer was a private dealer in Lebanon. Well, he canceled the order. He said that Ukraine was five months too late and he was no longer interested. Well, as you can imagine, there was a lot of shock about that decision. Uh, The Ukrainians were up in arms, the Lebanese government, the crew on the ship. Well, so far, there's been no resolution of what to do. The ship's just floating in the Mediterranean Sea until a new buyer can be arranged. Regardless, I will keep you posted on this bizarre development, but this issue aside, the rest of the shipments appear to be going smoothly. Coming up next, two more updates for you, one on China and the other about COVID vaccines in kids, plus an email from Eric in Louisiana. Lots of cuss words about the FBI raiding the home of Donald Trump. Oh dear. We'll be right back.
1: Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And, at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just 5 minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience.
2: Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast-growing trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S., They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast-growing trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring... They have up to half off on select plants, And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout.
0: All right, welcome back to the PDB and today's Big Five update. I've got two more critical updates for you. First, the White House blasting China this morning because Beijing has announced that it will stop cooperation on shutting down the fentanyl pipeline that starts in China. So to quickly explain this update and recap the previous briefs on it, fentanyl is an incredibly dangerous drug. It killed just shy of 100,000 Americans last year and many, many thousands more before. It's a drug that starts its journey mostly in China in the form of precursor chemicals. From there, it heads to Mexico, where the cartels with knowledge of the Mexican government ship it onwards to the streets of America. Well, following Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, China announced a series of retaliatory measures. One was that they would no longer help us with anything related to stopping drugs from their country coming to ours. Well, the White House said in response that it is disappointed and that the decision is unacceptable. Let me give you a quote here. Quote, At the time when illicit fentanyl continues to claim an American life every five minutes, it is unacceptable that China is withholding cooperation. Well, the report concluded by saying that cooperation with the Chinese officials, quote, remains limited, unquote. Well, that's because, in my estimation, China doesn't particularly care if Americans die of fentanyl overdoses. In fact, I can tell you that they are quite happy to see it happen. You'll just have to trust me on that one. Finally this morning, most parents in this country are not vaccinating their toddlers against COVID. So here's what we know. More than a month after the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended shots for America's 17.4 million children ages six months to four years, well, only 4 to 5% of these tiny kiddos have received a shot. That is according to data and estimates from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Now, there's a fascinating state-by-state breakdown here. In Massachusetts, it's about 11% of the state's young kids. They've all had one dose. In New Jersey, that number drops from 11% to 4.6. In South Carolina, 2%. And in Arkansas, 1.8%. If you're wondering why the low numbers, surveys of parents showed a couple of things. First, most parents don't view COVID as a threat to their kids, and the data actually backs them up on that. About 75% of America's kids got COVID well before the vaccine was authorized, and they were fine. And that's because when kids get COVID, data show that they have mild or no symptoms at all. But that's not the only reason that parents gave for avoiding the jab for their kids. Surveyed parents also told the American Academy of Pediatrics that they have safety concerns because the vaccines are still new. Now, state health officials are apparently concerned about that answer, saying that they will work with pediatricians across the country to convey accurate information about the vaccine's safety and efficacy. All this according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. Regardless, I will leave it to you all to decide whether that is sound medical advice or if there is a degree of... Politics, and with that, I've got one more thing before I let you go. An email this morning from Eric in Monroe, Louisiana. He sent me a whole bunch of well cuss words about the FBI and a question buried amongst uh, well all the cuss words. So I'll clean it up for you, and we'll discuss. So hang tight. We will be right back.
2: Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that, and spring. Well, it's in full bloom, which of course. Means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factor's no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum.
1: For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got one more thing before I let you go. Eric from Monroe, Louisiana, sent me an email with mostly cuss words about the FBI. Eric, it appears, is not a fan of the FBI's raid on President Trump's home in Florida. That's, of course, what we talked about yesterday. So here is what Eric said, although I'm, I'm going to tell you I did clean it up a little bit. Brian, we need to bleep and get rid of the bleep and bleep FBI. I don't bleep and trust them. So how in the bleep do we do it? Well, Eric, I bleep and feel you, brother. Uh, I don't trust them either. And I agree. It is time for the Bureau to go. So how do we do it? And what comes in its place? Well, I think that there are two schools of thoughts on this. The first path, of course, is the traditional one. Congress would pass a bill to abolish the FBI and the president would sign it. So let's just assume that that would happen. What comes next? Because I'll be candid with you, I haven't seen any plans on that. Who would investigate, let's say, foreign spies under our soil or take down Mexican cartels and the like. Now, maybe there are plans out there, perhaps sending responsibility to the states and then they would coordinate efforts. But Eric, I think that we need to do something else, because I think that the problem is far greater than just the FBI. I think that the size of our federal law enforcement and intelligence community is way too big, and it is impossible to properly govern to keep them all accountable. And that's why to move forward on this, we actually have to go back, back to the 1970s. So let me explain. Throughout the 70s, there were a series of scandals involving the U.S. government spying on Americans and otherwise breaking the law. For instance, conducting secret experiments, in some cases, against American people. For example, the U.S. military was involved in domestic spying. The CIA had a domestic propaganda operation, and we were assassinating all kinds of foreign leaders. So to borrow a phrase, we had a deep state problem. Our government was out of control. So there were two committees on Capitol Hill. One was led by a Senator Church of Idaho, the other by Representative Pike of New York. And they basically just aired all the dirty laundry. They told the American people a bunch of classified shenanigans. And from that, we got major reforms. And that included new oversight from special committees and their staffs, both on the House and in the Senate. And ever since then, Those groups are supposed to carefully watch over the CIA and the FBI, and to a lesser extent, the military, all to keep them honest. But two things have happened since the 1970s and that era of accountability. First, the size of those agencies has exploded. The CIA, for instance, used to have only one building in Langley, Virginia as its headquarters. It now has, well, I I can't tell you the number, but let's just say that it is far, far more than one. And inside each of those buildings are often thousands of employees. The same is true of the FBI. In fact, we now have a Department of Homeland Security, a brand new agency that was conceived after the 9-11 attacks. And once again, thousands of new employees. Meanwhile, even the most random of federal agencies now have law enforcement or intel duties. The U.S. Postal Service has what they call an Internet Covert Operations Program, monitors your social media posts. I bet you didn't know that. And why would you? Why would you think that the postman would be watching over your social media posts? It's crazy. And so all of that, the, the massive explosion of the federal workforce with these profound law enforcement and intelligence powers, well, it makes it incredibly hard to keep any of them honest, to hold them to account. Well, not surprisingly, Congress is falling far short on their oversight job. There are just too many people, too many organizations, too many programs. Look, I worked on Capitol Hill, and I can tell you that it's true. These folks are overwhelmed. Plus, consider this. Many of the people hired for these oversight committees are actually former employees of those very same outfits that they're supposed to be overseeing. Again, these are former employees of the CIA and the FBI and such. That creates a potential conflict of interest. So Eric, to go back to your email, here's what we bleepin' need to do. We need new committees, just like we did back in the 1970s. And they need to air all of this dirty laundry, from James Comey to the Hunter Biden investigation. And then we need to cut, cut, cut our way back to normal. But that's tough to do. And why? Well, because first senators and representatives sit on committees that oversee all the agencies that need reformed and sitting atop their perches on these committees well it makes them feel very fancy and very important you know to have that turf the oversight of all that money and maybe cynically some donors come out of that process too second a lot of washington dc doesn't even admit that there's a problem right now at the fbi or the cia now why might that be Well, again, a cynic might point out that they have no incentive to reform an FBI if they think that it's on their side. In other words, the deep state gives them more power, more influence. So why would they want to disband them? So all that leaves you really with one choice. You've got an election in November, America, throw the bums out. And in two years, if you want, throw out the president. And as you do, you need to ask whoever you intend to vote for if they share your interest in either reforming or disbanding the FBI and the size of the government. So if they do, great. And if they don't, well, you now have a mission. Either run for office yourself or find someone who will. And meanwhile, I'll do my part. I will grow the PDB herd. Because while Washington, D.C. can ignore one person, it's a lot harder to ignore us all. The bottom line, my friends, is that as Benjamin Franklin once famously said, we have a republic if we can keep it. So every generation has to pick up the torch of good governance and then keep up the good fight. And I do believe that that time for us is now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief.